Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Diamond District working, matzo ball soup eating, menorah, Hanukkah candle lighting, men in black, all the time outfit wearing, dirty, ascetic curls having, neurotic, self-deprecating, let's make a deal, give me my change, cheap bastard, toucan, Sam, big nose, beak, Jew, motherfuck you. You big dick slinging, mighty Joe Young, nostril nose having, gigantic soup cooler, lip blowing, collard green, sunflower seed eating. Duck and child support payments, no tipping, cheap tipping, white woman lusting, where they is, how much that CD was, fucked up, grammar speaking, fucking jungle bunny motherfucker. Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant to me as he's straight out racist, the fucker was simple and plain. Motherfucking in John Wayne. Yo, what's up, Aries? What's up, Andy? Ah, just another episode. Do the right thing, baby. As we told you, uh, this is the movies episode. This is the movie podcast where we talk about all things eighties flicks. We should start with that one since we since we opened with that. Fight power. Do the right thing. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um. One of, I think, and I know I said it before on the podcast. Uh, that was Spike Lee's Mona Lisa. That was his 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 greatest piece of work of all the Spike Lee movies ever made. That was him in his prime, Michael Jordan at the Garden, scoring a double nickel. You really think that's his best movie, though? Yes. You think it's better than X? Yes. You think it's- X was the more important movie for what it for what it was for what it was. But no, 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 no. Do the right thing is the most potent movie he ever made. I would never put X Malcolm X over that. Jungle Fever? No, no, no. Jungle Fever's close. That's a personal favorite of mine. And that, that, I guess it's at that same time zone too. It is, but so but, that's when he but, was at his. Yes, that was when he was all cylinders was moving right. Everything was a go. He was a well-oiled machine. I thought the best film that I ever saw him do was the filming of him. Making Reggie Miller suck his dick. When he when he was giving Reggie Miller shit, it wasn't his movie. It was when he was giving Reggie Miller shit at the at the Knicks games. Oh, and Reggie grabbed his nuts and and, 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 and came back on. and bit and, and and beat the Knicks. Oh yeah, in yeah. spite of him. That's yeah. I remember Spike Lee for that as much as I do the movies because oh, I was he, a basketball he, fan. Yeah, he was he was the greatest antagonist uh, <laughs> for all things as a basketball fan. Uh, yeah. So that's what. But okay. But so let's go. Uh, a, a great movie. Do the right thing with with a great. Like I wonder, like that that cast that he got. Yeah, Bill Nunn, uh, John Turturro, uh, and I recently did his brother Nick Turturro's podcast, uh, Breaking Bread. Uh, Rosie Perez, Sam Jackson, fucking Danny Aiello, uh, uh, Martin Lawrence, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. That movie made you feel like you were there. Like if you had never been to Brooklyn uh, or, or, or knew anything about New York, that movie, for, for, for the length of time you sat in that theater and watched that, you felt like you were a part of Brooklyn's New York racism. Uh, fucking great movie, man. 
Dude, you know, uh, just a couple other people. And I had to pull up IMDb just so I could get these. Giancarlo Esposito, uh, who was uh, also in uh, the... the Mo Better Blues. Yeah, but he was also in that series that was on... Uh, he was the he was, ah, Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad. He okay. was. The, he was one. No, of, he's a great character. He's a actor, great man. actor. And uh, Richard uh, Edson, which is uh, the dude who was also in Ferris Bueller that drives the, the, the parking attendant guy. He's been in a ton of parking movies. Parking attendant guy. Character actor. Man. What did he play in the movie? Uh, he's just one of the guys in there. He's one of the. He's he's just one of the guys in all the scenes. Motherfucker, be specific. White the, guy, white, white dude, guy. white dude. Okay, what part? I don't remember. What you part. got a picture? He's the best. You won't. So you won't recognize him from that picture with his with his mustache. Of course, I recognize okay. him. You rec- he was fucking um the brother, the brother. Yeah, yeah, in the pizza shop. Yeah, hey, but four white guys in the fucking yeah, movie. I'm not you're right, you're right. You're right. Um, and he was he was the one who was more. I wish I remember his character's name, but Turturro was such yeah, I got, a hardcore racist. Vito, his Vito, yeah. and he was almost like the, the, the softer dude, the, the softer dude nice. who didn't have a, say, uh, he didn't have yeah, a racist yeah. bone in his body. He, he actually was, yeah. he was a pro mix. He liked everybody together. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Turturro felt that that was, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, what a great movie, man. Um, and as a dude, man, as a young adolescent, you remember the women that made that that, that burned in your memory. Who gave you hard ons? And Rosie Perez. Thank God for the left nipple. Thank God for the right nipple. Thank God for the knees. Rubbing the ice on that bitch's nipples. Uh, but if you had to fuck her, you'd have to do it with earplugs. That's what I was going to ask you. You could get past that sound. Oh, that fucking mookie mookie. Uh, which was totally unsexy. And I thought that was a, just a character trait. But that's her. Yeah. Like that, that voice, that squeal. Um, I always said, dude, I wanted to shoot a commercial. I wanted to shoot a skit if I could have got them both uh, of Rosie. I'm in a car and Rosie's on my left and Cardi B is on my right. And they're, and it, I think it was for, a, in my mind, it was for a Geico or some sort of car ad commercial for insurance. Um, and both of them are coming at me with that Puerto Rican Hispanic flair. I done fucked up and they both giving me the business verbally. Motherfucker, Aries, let me tell you something, Rosie Perez. And you know, Cardi B, with the, and my head just explodes. Brain matter all over the goddamn dashboard. Because that's, that's what would happen if you had to hit them two bitches. That would be, be a great skit. It would be. Um, and with the power of special effects and CGI and magic, it would be, it would be a great head explosion. Um, yeah, man. It's uh, a lot of lot of poignant moments uh, in that movie. Uh, you know, remember that scene where Spike had written in graffiti on the wall? Was it Tawana Brawley told the truth? Yeah. Uh, and of course, at that time, we thought she had, but we realized it was a lie. It was it was in the vein of the Central Park Five. She had lied and said she had been raped brutally. Uh, was it more gang raped? I think. And it was a lie. Uh, so blacks do it too. But our history is not the same. Um, nigga, put your phone down and talk to me about the movie, was, man. You seem I, distracted. I know, because I wanted to ask you this question because it goes back to Rosie Perez. Yes. Uh, did you like uh, White Man Can't Jump? Yeah, it was an entertaining movie. Did you like her better in that movie than you did in... She was the same character. It was basically yeah, the same she character. Yeah, they tried to make her smart because she was going on Jeopardy. But it was the same. It was the same character. Okay, I just wanted to get your opinion. Yeah. We, we don't have to. We don't have to um, stick, stick in that. I just wanted you to know because then, right? You know, then things change for Rosie. Right. So she, right. I mean, she still pops up in movies, but yeah, those yeah, were yeah. like two. Well, not as much as she used yeah, to. Yeah, those were two. Yeah, but those were two straight stereotypical. I gotta be that chick character. Um, and when you lived in New York, did that Brooklyn exist for you? Well, I, I never went. It existed, but I never ventured into that territory because because for me it was always. I heard about Bensonhurst, okay. how, how how fucked up Benson. Like niggas couldn't go to Bensonhurst. Bensonhurst was to niggas in, on the East Coast what you know the 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 side the start the side dark roads were to niggas in the South in Mississippi. So you just didn't fuck around in Bensonhurst. Was Bensonhurst all waspy or was Italian? It Italian. Italian. Oh, that's right, Italian. Yeah, so yeah. You can, okay. And my man was in the movie too. Uh, the famous scene with the dude driving the car, the drop top convertible. And and he had the fucking uh, the kids were playing. And that's another New York thing too. When it got real hot, the kids would find a way to open up the, the fire, fire hydrants. Hydrant, yeah. And the dude was like trying to drive his car, and the kids was not the kids, but the kids were playing. But the ones who did it was was uh, 
Martin Lawrence and a comedian then who used to work a lot, particularly in Spike's movies, Steve White. You know Steve? No. Steve, funny black dude, man. Steve White. Um, so the scene would, <clears throat> and he was, the, the, the three of them would hang together. I don't know who the girl was, but it was a girl, Martin Lawrence, and Steve White. And the dude was trying, famous fucking Italian actor. He plays in all the mob movies. He was uh, fucking Sopranos. Um, what's his name in Sopranos? Dude, you're killing me with the fucking I'm phone. I'm trying to get what his are name you doing? for you. I'm trying to get his name for you. So what you looking up? Uh, those are all the people that were in it. Oh, God. What the fuck did he play? Dude, uh, why are you in the phone? I know, but we're trying to talk, man. And you, you got your head in your phone, and it's distracting you from talking to me. <laughs> I'm doing all the talking about this movie. Frank Vincent. Um, yes, what the fuck was his character in Sopranos? Uh, it'll come to me. But yeah, he, dude, he was in the fucking uh, casino. Yeah, he's in all. He's, he's in everything. The, and with he's the always white the hair. coolest. He's always yeah, the coolest. Yeah, yeah, he was in uh, uh, Goodfellas. He was the one that, that Joe Pesci killed in the Goodfellas. Yes. And they came back and killed fuck Pesci up because he was a made man. Get your fucking shine box. Uh, keep him here, motherfucker. That dude, he's a great character actor. Um, and yeah, man, just 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 you the the heat of that time, the summer, the tension. Um, okay, as as white dude though, yes. I know I know you're going. You want me to talk to? Mm. What 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 what's the, the moment when Spike Lee throws the garbage can through the window? Yeah, the, 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 that's the pinnacle of the movie. Yeah, because the, they killed Radio Raheem with the chokehold that they apparently still use today. Uh, apparently, <clears throat> yeah, that's what killed my man with the cigarettes, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, he throws that through. Now, obviously, Frank Aiello, whatever. Danny Aiello. Danny, Danny Aiello, sorry, yeah. Danny. And uh, those, those guys had nothing to do with it. So explain to any white folks listening why that's a pointing moment, why why that garbage can deserved to go through. It was just the, his friends, his fr- well, sort of friends. Uh, they weren't really friends. Uh, not really friends. Yeah, yeah. He was friends with uh, the Vincent dude. Vito. 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 Yeah. But, and, and he liked, he genuinely liked uh, Danny Aiello's character. He liked him. Saul. Yeah. Saul's pizza. Saul's pizza. So, so what, explain the moment. <clears throat> it just was pent up black rage. It, you know, all, it was pent up animosity from the way niggas have been treated, uh, particularly how cops treat us. And it was the straw that broke the camel's back. And even though they, they were had a relationship, that relationship wasn't progressing because Danny's character wanted to keep everything exactly the same. Right. He didn't want to recognize the people that were in his neighborhood. Well, now. no, he, he he did recognize them when he said, you know, remember that great scene with him and his son? And his son is telling him, hey, man, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's leave them, the monkeys in the Moulians and let's let's get our own pizzeria in Brooklyn and our own neighborhood. And, and, and Saul goes, hey, I watch these kids. I watch these, these people in this neighborhood. I've been feeding them off my pizza since they were kids. They grew up on Sal's pizza. So he, he felt he was a staple in the neighborhood and and family somewhat um but he didn't want to make any changes to the way he looked at his life like he well, didn't want to put old any- school stubborn you know that's old school stubbornness you know and listen i could i could i could understand that because look it's your business so you know if it's your establishment you the boss would it have hurt for him to put some niggas on the wall and sal i can be got no brothers on the wall rarely do i see any italian americans eating in here you get your own pizzeria. You could put your brothers and your uncles and your fathers and your nieces and your nephews. But this is Sal's pizzeria. You know it's real when they say pizzeria. pizzeria. <laughs> uh, so Italian Americans only. Um, yeah, man. What? Just it was. It was perfect timing, man. That movie was so relevant uh, for that time. Um, and you know, a couple great one-liners. You know. Uh, uh, Put some more mozzarella on that motherfucker. Rest in peace to Bill Nunn, um, who played Radio Raheem. If I love you, I love you. But if I hate you, there it is, brother. Um, Fucking rest in peace, great comedian legend Robin Harris. The three black dudes on the, 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 not the stoop, but on the corner, sitting on the sidewalk, which is infamous for New York. Um, What do you call it? Sweet Dick Willie? Yeah, that it was, was a sweet dick, Willie. Really. Let me tell you what. Shit, I'm gonna go over there and give some Korean some more my goddamn money right now. What's up? With, I forget what he said, but he said something to the Korean dude when he went over there. You, 
Bruce Lee motherfucker or something like that. Dude, he was uh, when I when that movie came out and the time in that I was Robin Harris was like if you knew comedy, you knew who Robin Harris was. But absolutely, Bebe's kids. But most people didn't. You know, he just wasn't mainstream. So he was. He like, wasn't mainstream yet, but he was certainly on the runway. Yeah, he was almost cleared for takeoff, just like Patrice. Uh, Patrice was on the runway. Uh, but never took off. Um, D, motherfucker, D. The Asians with the batteries. Uh, Ozzy Davis. God, that cast was fucking great. Ozzy Davis, Ruby D. But but now you got to give him credit, though, for She's Got to Have It, because if they didn't do She's Got to Have It, he wouldn't have been able to get all those actors for that movie. Probably not, but, you know, uh, if again, if you look at any of Spike's work, the work speaks for itself. The, you know, the work is going to get the people. You know, build it and they will come. You know, those were great movies. That you know, from she's got to have it, which one more, which to me didn't blow me away. But it broke ground. But no, but it was the start. It was it was the, it was the it was the uh, light that sparked the fuse. Um, school day. Every movie got better. Uh, she's got to have it, followed by School Days, which was really breaking ground, dealing with the whole light skin versus dark skin. Uh, thing that's always been a part of the black community uh do the right thing i think was the pinnacle jungle feeble was right there so spike was on the the 80s and 90s spike spike did his thing he kind of seemed to start fading off by the 2000s but uh but this black landsman i thought it was a great movie uh, that he did uh i think i think it's filmed great yeah yeah uh thank god (laughs) we're only sticking to the 80s um (laughs) I was talking specifically. Yeah, yeah, me. that 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 scene with the with the white dude who had on the Larry Bird jersey, who who's, who ran over Giancarlo's Esposito's Jordans, yeah. which back then, like in the eighties, like we said before, Jordans was the go to shoe. Um, it was like motherfucker, you stepped on my Jordans, and 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 uh, <laughs> who told you to buy a brownstone in my block of the neighborhood? Who told you to be on my side of the street? I was born in Brooklyn. Ah! <laughs> you dude, that movie was a fucking ride, man. That was a fucking ride. Um, I think you said it best, though, when it made you feel like you were actually there. Yeah. Like you got it. Even if you didn't, if you had never been, that culture, you just, again, and I remember it from being there, you know, anytime you in New York, certain places you go to within the city, the bodegas, ran by the Hispanics, that salsa music, you know, and then they had that battle between Radio Raheem and, and the Puerto Ricans, you know, whose radio was stronger, whose volume was louder, and and, and uh, my man called Radio Raheem, let's go, Chocolata! Uh, and then finally, when Radio Raheem run it, he just turns the music out. You got it, bro. It was like, it was victory, man. Yeah, yeah. Do the right thing. Um, that was go. 89, by the way. That's towards the end of the 80s. But it was it was in the 80s. You no, know, I'm just saying, yeah, it's yeah, towards, yeah, the, yeah. End. It's it, towards it was, the end. It was there. Um, so let's see what we got on the list. Uh, I, I might just throw some of these out there, because I'm, I'm telling you right now, I've seen pretty much all these movies that they showed and if you and if, and if you want to see it, people, if you have CNN um, on demand, they're doing this thing about movies. Tonight, they're going to air the Sunday. They're going to do the 90s. But last week, they started with the 80s. Um, so a lot of these movies I saw, but it was so long ago. I'm going off of what I remember f- from memory. Um, so if we might spend a minute talking about some, a couple seconds, four minutes, depending on, 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 on the knowledge that we have that we can remember. Uh, Raging Bull. Yeah. I saw it. I wasn't one of, honestly, I know it's a great movie. Yeah. I was younger and it didn't get I'm, me. I'm going to take the stance that Patrice took because he said this on Opie and Anthony and I agree 100%. It did not do for me what it did for most most people. And, 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 and I don't want to make it a race thing because, fuck, I'm not Italian, but you can't deny that Goodfellas is truly one of the best epic movies of all time. So it's not about, oh, it felt too Italian or too white. But I'm sure, like, hey, look, you take a good black movie like Shaft, I'm sure white people can enjoy that, but that would have more meaning for us because that's us. So I'm sure there are some Italians, some Italians, who feel that movie on a major level. I just didn't. Um and you know, look, Robert De Niro, you know, one of the icons. And he, the, he, his acting was unbelievable in it. Yeah, that, that I got. Joe Pesci. It, it, uh, uh, it's a Scorsese film. Um, but it didn't, he didn't 
it didn't give me that. Like other right. People. I think her name is. I know her last name is Morietti. I think what is it? Kathy Morietti, who played his girl in that, and she was also in uh, the sequel to Analyze This. I think it was Analyze That. She played uh, Patty Preston, the the, the, the gangster chick. Um, and you know the movie was about Jake LaMotta. Uh, uh, yeah, and 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 you know. Uh, his famous fight with fucking Sugar Ray Robinson. Um, and, you know, they talked about on the special, the boxing. The, I wonder why they went black and white. I don't know either. And I think that's part of what maybe... Was the turn off for you? That because I... But I didn't have a connection to Jake LaMotta. Do you know what I mean? That was an older generation. Right. I didn't have a connection to any... any. But you weren't a hard... hard you weren't a big enough fight fan to... No, man. No? I, no, I, and, no, because my... My fight days basically started with Ali. Yeah, and that's where I, that's where I knew where fighting was. Right. I, I, I didn't get I didn't go back into the history of fighting because the reason I liked boxing so much was because of my stepfather. Yeah, and so I was there for him. You know, we were in it together, but he didn't go give me history. Right. I didn't get Keep the, going. I just got to grab my chart. no problem. I didn't get the history of it. So the movie to me, it doesn't bring uh, that nostalgia that, that I felt a lot of people who really love that movie. And the older people that were in charge of Academy Awards and everything at that time, they're the ones that made that movie work. So for me, it was uh, it was good, but it was it was just an '80s movie. It didn't it didn't do that. Right. Um, what what I, I have some movies that I know are not going to be on this list that I want to that I want to bring up. Well, shit. As, as long as it's '80s, it fits the criteria. Um, go ahead. Well, you know, Tom Hanks is in a ton of '80s movies. Didn't they show some with him? Uh, some, but he wasn't Tom Hanks then. You know, he was Tom Hanks. He what does wasn't. That mean? He wasn't the Academy Award winning actor back then. Right, but he was good in everything he did. Yeah, he was in Big. He was great. And it seemed like he did more comedies. Did they were all back those comedies? Yeah, they yeah. were. Big was great. Right. Money Pit was great. Uh, the man Splash. with Splash was he in Splash? He was Splash. The man with one red shoe. I'm trying to do this out of memory and not looking. Well, his, my phone. well, his 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 history. Started in comedy, yeah, with Bosom Buddies yeah. on the, and that was '80s television show, right? And uh, and it's funny because no one ever, like, every time I see an interview with him, no one ever asks him about that '80s, that '80s stuff, that '80s period, yeah. And the Bosom Buddies was actually funny. I think it was only on like two years, but it was right. a funny show. Well, it seemed like he once he matured, I don't know, once his career matured into dramatic actor, he almost never went back. Well, he, he was in fucking speaking of comedy, Punchline. Yeah, that's what I was going right. to. That's the one I wanted to bring up. That's right. the one that I don't think is on that list for him. It wasn't, and that's with Sally Fields. Yes, and that's a great. That's a great insight to comedy. A lot of cameos by real comedians. Yeah, Damon Wayans when he had hair, which looks weird. Uh, he looks sickly with hair, and it's supposed to be the opposite. Um, yeah, there was uh, what's what's my man's name? Fuck, from the last Boy Scout, he played the bad guy who was who was a popular comedian, I think, back then. Um, you like rap music? Uh, I want to. He goes, "What he said that line about? I want to hear you scream. I, I want to hear you scream." And Bruce Willis goes, "Play some rap music." He said, "I forget what the exact line was, but I forget. Ah, I can't remember that guy's name. I, I don't remember it." Um, but the people, but not only the, the the scene. There's a scene in there that's really and punchline. Yeah, the one where he thinks the uh, the big uh, moguls or the big people who make comedy happened the suits the suits were going to yeah. be in the audience yeah and, it, and, it was and they his, weren't and it was his dad just his dad i don't remember was it just his dad yeah oh shit and, and and there was this breakdown this mental breakdown that he had on stage right um here's another one that was on the list uh and this is going to be sound crazy because i never saw this fucking movie the shining Dude, not that you. How do you? I've never seen The Shining. Dude, I have a copy of it. I'll lend it to you. I know that's one of those where people go. That's one of those movies where you go. How could you not? So, you, so many. You, the, the Shining is is like Nicholson's. That's Nicholson's look. Yeah, the, the whole brows. The and, and and the iconic lines from that. Here's Johnny. Right. Uh, I'll bash your fucking brains in. Wasn't that something? I'll bash it. Something. I'll bash I, him yeah, the fucking. Uh, so I've, yeah. I've heard people and imitate then, that. And then. Uh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And right. It just, I just can't see how you didn't see and that movie. Is her name Shelley Duvall? Yeah, Shelley Duvall. She played the, she was also in Popeye. This has got, oh, that's got to be 80s, right? Yeah. Let me tell you something. As a kid. That as a been kid, 70s, but it was close. You Okay. I think you maybe tail end. 
as a kid growing up, you know, we, we, we talked about this when we did the 80s thing about cartoons. We had a certain, one of the staples, the Flintstones, the Jetsons, Mighty Mouse. Dude, Popeye was a big deal as a kid. So to see that live action movie, and of course you were blown away, but by how did they get Robin Williams' arms to look like that? Because um, they didn't have that CGI. They had to put something. Yeah, they had that. That, that was that, a prosthetic. That, that was a prosthetic. Um, and Shelley Duvall was born to play olive oil. Yeah. That bitch had the body. Did you like that movie, though? Loved it. I did not like As it. As a kid, you, when did you see it? I'm 10 years older than you. You didn't like that? It was okay at best. I loved Like, I, Robin Williams, because he was in that, I was in high school, Mork for Mork. I was in junior high, actually. Right. Like, and I thought he was a genius. Not that first album that he got reality, what a concept, I think it was. Uh-huh. Uh, where he says that stupid line where he goes from the stage to the back of the room. Right. And he goes, now look, these are the shitty sh- seats. Right. Which I, it was like, to me, that was, that was everything that comedy was supposed to be to me because right. it was just, it, it was, it was a perspective that you, right. just, that only a comic could see. Right. And uh, I just, I didn't get any of that great comic actor. You know, right. I got this, it was actually, I don't know. I just felt there was a miss in that, in that pop-up. Right. But it, it was, you know, it was interesting. Um, that was 1980, by the way. I did look it up. So I got to watch The Shining uh, because Steven Spielberg raved about it. Um, so if he signed off on it, and I know it's a fan favorite, uh, I just never saw it. I got to see it, dude. If you see that, you got there's there, there's also other you got to see the movie. Right. Really pay attention. I also uh, what was Scatman Crothers is in that name. I, 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 I've heard that name. I, I got to see his face. Uh, he was, he's an, he's an old black character actor. He was another actor. He's fucking awesome in everything that he, I ever saw him in. Right. But he, he was, he's great in that movie. Uh, that's who talks to the kid about how to get in the shine. Got you. Uh, you got to see it though. And there's also other things that go with it that you have to watch afterwards. So you can really get into it. Right. Um, I'm gonna go out of order here. Uh, I can't. Re- I, I, I I saw it, but uh, goddamn it, I might even have to pull it up while you talk. Um, nigga, airplane. Air- Which they don't even really make those kind of. What is that slapstick? No, I, was that how you would describe? They don't even make those kind of comedies not anymore. Slapstick. Like like Naked Gun and yeah. Airplane, where it's that silly. I picked a I picked a terrible day to stop sniffing glue. Right. Yeah. That yeah. Was- yeah. Like <laughs> like when 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 uh, in Naked Gun. I forget the guy's name, but he says to Leslie Nielsen, can I be frank? He goes, sure, but I'm still Steve. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's, that's silly. Yeah, the kind word, of, word place. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 and just silly, like when the girl is is, is uh, given the... Uh, the IV? The, no, the blow-up pilot doll. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and she has to blow it all She has to blow it up, and the motherfucker's smiling because it looked like she's giving him head. head yeah. yeah, they don't make those silly movies like that Dude, anymore. When, when they're playing, oh, in the airplane, though, did you, you you didn't see it or you you just I did see it. When uh, is it the Leave It to Beaver uh, mom? When the two black guys are talking jive? Oh no! Don't bring that up. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find it. Oh man, <laughs> that is that. Wh- let me tell you something. That moment is one of the funniest moments of any fucking movie. It rivals shit today. I dare you to find me a, a scene in a comedy that's better than that. Oh, uh, you go ahead. I, I'm pulling that up right. Dude, but I am playing that every scene in that movie when the reporters go to run into the phone booths, right? And all the fun and, and they all get in there at the same time, and the phone booths flip over, right? Or when uh, she's singing the song on her guitar and she keeps knocking the IV out of the girl's yes. arm, dude. That that movie, every single beat of that has has something funny to it. Okay, here we go. For for those of you who didn't see it, uh, for those of you who did see it, welcome back. You're gonna you love it. There's a scene with two brothers, and and it felt ahead of its time. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a scene with two brothers. Uh, uh, one of them's not feeling good, and the stewardess, the white stewardess, can't make out what the problem is. So this older white woman comes over and goes, "Let me help. I speak jive." And the exchange between this old white bitch and this nigga, oh goodness, here it is. And I believe it's the mom from Leave It to Beaver. Is it really? Yeah. Oh god, that would make it even more hilarious. Uh, what a departure from being that white. Uh, this shit you hear in the background of these fucking ads they make you play now on fucking YouTube. Everything's so corporate. And that's straight up 80s. That's 1980s. And keep an eye on that number three engine gauge over there. It's running a little hot. 
Stryker. Before we start, I'd like to say something. I know that right now things must look... This, this, this is a little bit of extra shit before it gets to it. I thought it was going to cut straight to the scene, but there's a little bit of bullshit here. Uh, but bear with us. It's worth it. And that is Barbara Billingsley from Leave it to Beaver. It is. It really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Rain. And a little ice. And a little ice. How's it handling? Sluggish. Like a wet sponge. Fast forward to this shit. Jesus. I didn't know it was going to be all this. Like Andy said, we don't plan this shit. If we had producers, <laughs> they would have already had this queued up. Okay, here we go. This is it. You something? Some more folk butter laying me to the bone, jacking me up. Tight me. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, Stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. He said that he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him. All right, would you tell him to just relax and I'll be back as soon as I can with some medicine? Just hang loose blood. She gonna catch up on the rebound on the med side. Well, it is, big mama. My mama didn't raise no dummies. I duck her rap. Cut me some slack, Jack. It's, it's a cutting thing. It's a cutting thing. It's a cutting thing. Chump don't want to help. Chump don't get the care. Say can't hang. Say seven up. Jive ass dude don't got no brains in Oh, that's fucking hilarious. On the med side. That's fucking classic. But now that you know that that's Barbara Billingsley from Leave It It makes it better. Yeah. It makes it better. Like you said, that's the whitest show that was probably ever. Oh, my God. Talk about coming full circle. Um, Who framed Roger Rabbit? Dude, another movie. Right. That I just did not. And you you were a kid? I was was a little older. I was just, I was, I couldn't appreciate, I think for whatever reason, I thought it was a good movie, but it, it, again, like people were just raving about it. I was like, you know when. It's good and you like it, and yeah. then everybody goes, "Oh, that's amazing!" And you never found the amazing, and you're like, "No, now right. I don't like you it." You don't see it, yeah, and you don't, you, don't, you end up not liking it because right. you don't have. I I saw it, and then I saw it again, uh, maybe like five or six years ago, right? And I was still like, "It was okay." Listen, I was again for me, it's different. I was a kid, but you only got the kid jokes in it then. There's right. a lot of other jokes, right? In but it. even if I look at it now, I feel like you feel it. It wouldn't do it for me now, but for what it was, like Tom Hanks said. At that time, without CGI yeah. and special effect, that was old school movie making. Yo, for what it was at that time was mind blowing. Um, and come on, man, you we all wanted to fuck Jessica Rabbit. We all wanted to fuck Jessica Rabbit. If that was a real bitch, nigga. But it wasn't, and that's that's the thing that I, I never you, got behind. You, what you, you? She didn't. You didn't fan as a. You didn't. Play with that idea. I think there's other cartoon characters that if I had to, if I had to fuck a cartoon character, not her. Probably not, man. Who? Oh, uh, let's see. There's a lot of hotter. Com- uh, Who? I, I I forgot her name, but I like I like Barney's wife from uh, the uh, Flintstones. With Betty? Yeah, I love. I was it Betty? Betty? Yeah, uh, Betty. What, what, what was that? Fred's wife? No, Fred's wife was. Uh, Barney Rubble and Betty and Barney Rubble. Yeah, Betty. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then I liked uh, the hot chick from the, uh, but she was very simply drawn, but I did like the, the hotter of the of the chicks in uh, Scooby-Doo. Because when I was little, those girls were, those were the, those were the girls I saw. I was, I think I was too old to get into that whole idea. Mm. Uh, yeah, for what it was, it was, it was, uh, it was groundbreaking, but to look at it now, uh, probably not. Um... One of my favorite movies, man. And to this day, fucking, I love it, man. Uh, you talk about, and I said this before. Look, I'm a little bit of a sap um, and a romantic. And if and, and because I love a good sappy romantic moment. Uh, yo, When Harry Met Sally. That was a great movie. What a great fucking movie. Um, yeah, man. And again, I got to go. I got to put it to the New York thing. Um, again, for, it, 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 it. Having been from having been from New York, and even if you haven't been from New York, just that essence of walking through the park during autumn with the brown leaves, and you know, uh, you know, certain areas that they would be in that you were familiar with, you know, it just it ha- again it has a sexiness to the city that I absolutely love. Um, 
And it's a great comedy. I forget the name of the guy. I don't know the guy's name, but he died eventually. The one that played Harry, his best friend. He was a great character Oh, oh actor, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he would be in a lot of movies, yeah. too. Um, uh, I can look him up but while you keep talking. But he Yeah, was in a minute, I'm going to smash your fucking phone. <laughs> if we had a producer, I would have to do this. I know, but, but Andy, I'm telling you, it's taken away okay, from your concentration. Then I, then I won't even look him don't up. Don't look at your... It's taking... You're not was, thinking about the conversation. He was fucking awesome. I know who you're talking about. Yes, um... And then the the way the movie, Rob Reiner did it, the way the movie was shot, even the, the scene, which I thought was great in terms of the way it was shot, when both Harry and Sally confess. Oh, no. Was it Harry and Sally? Oh, yeah. When Harry and Sally both confessed to them, to that guy and fucking she played Princess Leia, who was in the movie. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows who you're talking. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Um, and they confess to them once they've gotten married that they slept together. And then, and then Rob Reiner splits the screen up in four ways. They're all on the, sc- on, on the, sa- on the same screen, but you see each person's uh, own shot. And the, it's almost like that, that, that old joke that Abbott and Costello used to do, who's on first. Yeah. The wordplay in terms of the timing, how the, each of it, it felt like one natural flowing conversation, even though four people were talking at the same time. That was genius, man. That's genius filmmaking, how they were able to make that work like that. Um, By the way, the guy you're talking about, just and I can't remember his name, right. he was his best, most famous work was City Slickers. If you're trying to, yes. if you're trying to figure out who yes. he is at home, yes. that's the best I can give you. And I'm right going to tell you something else. This is how, gr- how great this guy is. Acting-wise, com- mostly what, you saw, what I saw him in was comedies. Yeah. Uh, and he was always good. But remember, he played the abusive dad in Sleepers. Yeah. Remember, he, he was balding. Yeah. He had the hair around his head. And at one point, and I, this is old school Italian. This is when bitches stayed in a place. Remember the scene where he's beating her with the belt? He gets so mad. Yeah. You could see him in the background. Yeah. And he's, be- Dad's, hey, fucking get my dinner ready. Who do you fucking talk? Are you going to get the fucking leather? The leather. And that's what niggas, you know, <laughs> knock a tooth, tooth loose, nigga, raccoon the face. Um, but yeah, that movie, man, uh, and I love the progression of how you see from when they first dealt with each other from the drive together from Chicago to New York when he's eating the grapes and he thinks the windows roll down and he spits the grape <laughs> on the window to the time when they re-meet at the airport to the time when they re-meet again and they finally have uh, broken up in their horrible relationships and we see them, how they come together and you're, you know they're going to get together and you're rooting for them to get together. And then they sleep together, and the shit goes south. But then, of course, it comes back. What a great fucking movie! And, and, and let me tell you, excuse me, I got heartburn. Um, that moment where he's sitting at home and he's talking to himself, and he's doing the voiceover, and he goes, "Hey, what is there to be sad about? You know, I'm sitting here with those. I forget what they used to call those marshmallow cookies, marmalars, marmalars, whatever they called uh, yeah. them. He goes, "I'm sitting here and." It's New Year's Eve, and he's got a Nerf ball, and he's going, I'm about to have the Knicks win their first championship since 1970. And he realizes how lonely he is, and he does the, I got to run to her, be with her, run at the end. And he says this line, it's sappy, but it's so fucking cool. When you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want the rest of your life to start Start as soon as possible. No, yeah. Oh, God. How smooth. Do you know Do you know how cool, this is how cool this movie is. And this is why, I, I, this is when movies become part of the, the culture. Is, right. Uh, Katz's Deli in New York. Yeah. Famous deli. Big time deli. It's been there for, what, 100 years? Yeah. Best, some of the best uh, pastrami you can get in right. the whole world. That table where she has the orgasm scene yeah. is listed as the orgasm table. Is that right? And they still have I a, never knew there's that. There's an arrow that points down to the table. Really? Because in that scene... And it's still people still know it, what it is, and people who've never been there before will ask for that table. Wow! Because that's the table where the where she has that orgasm scene, and the lady behind it goes, "I'll have what she's having." Yes, which was Rob Ryder's mother. It's amazing. Scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the other things I really love about that movie that gives it such a sweetness is how they would do the cut twos of the couples. Yeah, talking about how they met, and of course they bring it all the way home when at the very end it's Harry and Sally. And as she's describing the wedding cake, she's doing it in the way that Billy Crystal described her as being uh, high maintenance. 
because she's given the the the, the details. The details. Uh, what a great fucking movie! It, I, I watch it a lot. Did it? It didn't ruin anything when you did you? I guess I can only say this this way. From what I understand, and I have never met, I heard um, Meg Ryan can be a bitch. Yeah, really? that, that doesn't ruin the movie for nah. It's her, because it's her acting. Her acting is yeah, what you watch. Listen, a lot of them motherfuckers ain't who they really are. Um, but she always played the cute girl. The, yeah, the, the girl next door. The girl. America's sweetheart. It's amazing how the America's sweetheart and the girl next door could be the cunt on the toilet. Um, <laughs> I love that moment because it's such a guy moment when Harry goes on his first date and he's trying to, Meg is in his apartment and they're trying to figure out how to position the rug. And, he go, and she goes, it's probably going to be a long time before either one of us can finally sleep with somebody, Harry. He goes, oh, no, I slept with her. He's describing how disastrous <laughs> the date was, but he's still fucked. It's such a guy thing. I love that fucking movie. Um, I might get in a lot of trouble for this one. Uh, Caddyshack. It don't do for me dude. what it does for everybody else. And that's in the comic Bible of dude, movies. Dude, that's everything to me back then. That was Caddyshack. Everything. everything. The, I didn't get the whole Bill Murray performance. Oh, my God. I don't, first of all. And Will Sasso on Mad TV, would, he loved that fucking movie. He loved Bill Murray. He would imitate Bill Murray in that movie at the oddest times, we'd be at craft service table getting lunch. We'd just be sitting around bullshitting. We would be in mid-conversation, and he'd break out and do that character. A pool in a pond? The, the pond would be good for you. That's that's uh, what, what Chevy Chase says to Bill to Bill Murray's character about coming over right. his house. Yes, yeah, so you got a pool. I got a pool. He goes, oh, you have a pool? I got, I got a pool in a pond. And the, pond yeah. the pond would be good for you. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, that, that, that character, they didn't even... For, do you, you know you know Chevy Chase and Bill Murray didn't get along? Did you know that? I heard that. I I, I heard about. I saw that when I watched the the making of it. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's a lot. The, the the lines in there. Ted Knight in that movie is yeah fucking unbelievable. Right. And that's that's one of uh, um, Rodney's first movies. Yeah. And he was a staple in the eighties, kinda. He was because he finally got his career going, and that's what, what's funny about that. If you if you hear the behind the scenes when he's doing all his jokes, well, they had to cut a bunch of times because he was feeling insecure because no one was yes, laughing. Yes, that and that was an interesting too. I, yeah, they did a, they did a a, a a two hour the making of Caddyshack, and what you brought up about. Chevy and and uh, Bill, they mentioned, and they mentioned that too, where you know comedians we're used to automatic reaction, so he would do his jokes and nobody would respond because they can't laugh because it's you know would fuck up the scene. scene. So he yeah he was feeling insecure like it, 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 is, is what I'm doing funny? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that he would even question himself. There's so much behind that movie, but dude, uh, tell you, yeah. but those scenes that and Bill Murray improvised a lot most of those scenes. Yeah. That that scene when he is he's taking that uh, the uh, Kaiser knife some people call it a sling blade right. uh, that or that uh, whatever that tool is that he's right. he's knocking those uh, petunias or whatever yeah dude that can you you're filming the the thing and he goes I got an idea get get me on this shot right here right and he just starts whacking the flower the plants yeah this dude dude's a fucking genius man no he listen they again just like with do the right thing in terms of dramatic heavyweights there were comedic heavyweights in that movie yeah. it just don't when bill murray's poking that kid saying that you know he he uh he the dalai lama he got right. to caddy for the dalai lama and he's like right. hey lama and he's taking that 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 pitchfork and he's right. pushing it up against that dude's throat right that's not rehearsed yeah they said they yeah 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 and they how you know, that is fucking amazing, man. I might have to go watch. And, you know, it was directed by Harold Ramis. Yeah. Who's, in, especially in that time, you know, comedic heavyweight. Uh, you know, he, of course, was uh, I Igon, Ian, Ian, and Ghostbusters. Yeah. But what was it Igon or Ian? It was Ian. Ian? Okay. Ian and Ghostbusters. Why, why, where, where's Igon coming from? I, I don't know. I thought it was Igon. Yeah, yeah. But it was Ian. No. Um, yeah, man. Dude, genius, man. That movie, that movie, seriously, that it meant, it, it I didn't know that that was, uh, I was just, I'm so dumb. Like, I didn't know that I wanted to do comedy. Like, right. I, if I would have just paid attention to me. Right. And paid attention to what were, but Bill Murray was, like, to me was like a god at that yeah. time. Like, I, I thought Bill Murray, because that movie, 
The one that came before that was, I think it's 79, so it doesn't right. fit into this 80s thing, yeah. was Meatballs. And Meatballs, to me, right. was Bill Murray's... That that was his uh, peak? That Was that was that his, his best work? It's not his best work, but there's a scene in the movie, and, I, and I'm sorry, I know it's not 80s, but he just takes... And, and it's another improvised scene where uh, they're, they're going to take on this other camp uh, on these like Olympic games at the, right. at the camps. But, and, and he just he starts pounding this... He picks up this log that's in there, and he goes... The, he, what, what, what is that? You, uh, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't. And he does this whole scene. And he gets the whole the crew, the whole set is on his improv- uh, improvising with him because they have to follow what he's doing. Right. Dude was genius. And I That's saw another that. another one. I got to watch it. I, I, I saw it, but I was a kid. I was a kid, too. And yeah. Then I, I, sometimes I'll put, like, I used to put out tweets all the time to just have quotes from movies like right. that where I put uh, whatever. And I had the right name at the time, but it said some somebody, someone won with his uh, with uh, some kind of beef, which was just they would have the stupid little mm-hmm. things that they would say over the radio, and so I, I have all this the Caddyshack things though, like that led up to meatballs led up to Caddyshack, which led up and, and I wasn't ever a Chevy Chase fan, right. but because he was in Caddyshack, right, I gave him a pass, and then I, I watched. Uh, more Chevy Chase. Dude, I got to rewatch these movies because, again, I was a kid, so I want to see if my my mind works different. Well, I'm sure it would. Look at, like, look, if, if, if I could look at it now versus what I kind of remember as a kid and now older, more mature, from a comedic standpoint, look at it and go, okay, I might have missed that. Or, oh, that's genius because now I get that. Um And listen, honorable mention, since we're talking, you know, 80s movies and we he was in the movie. Back to back to school, unbelievable. That to me was that was Rodney. Yeah, but and also look at who's in that movie. Iron Man's in that fucking movie. That's right. That's right. Robert Downey. Fucking so good, and that's when he did comedy comedy acting before. But let me ask you, dude. Um, because I, you know, I was in love with Bill Murray in his younger years. It seems like as he got older. He started veering off into weird movies, and I couldn't follow him no more. You know what it is? Is what I, dude? I, I watched this special about him. Like the, somebody did it, like a documentary on him. Right. First of all, he doesn't commit like other actors do, like with contracts and stuff. Yes. Yeah. He right. shows up because he wants to do the movie. Right. So things have to intrigue him. So as he's gotten older, he needs more to intrigue him. Right. Or it doesn't do anything for him. Well, and I've also heard these 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 stories, infamous stories, where like I, I tried, there was some documentary about him, and he said he showed up at a bar in some small town somewhere yeah. and started tending bar. Yeah, no, he does weird shit like that. Jesus, uh, I, I, he crashed a party at someone's house, weddings, weddings, just rang the doorbell, walked down Bill Murray and hung out for hours and danced and ate. That's, wow. And tells people that no one's going to believe you if you tell them anyway. That's crazy. What up? That's crazy. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, we're going to have to do another one of these. There's no way we cover all. Look, we started at 355. It's 441. Yeah, and we're just. We're, we're not even touching. We're just hitting the tip of the iceberg, man. So for y'all listening, we can't do it today because right after this, we got to get into our Rocky, uh, our Rocky uh, podcast since we're here in Philly. And that we're going to have to break up, too, because it's just so much meat on the bone. And I don't want to shortchange y'all because I know a lot of y'all going to be listening to this going, what about this movie? You didn't mention that. What about that scene? So here's what I think we should do. We're going to finish this hour. Please, I implore you, email us. Tell us what movies you want us to talk about. Tell us what lines we might have forgot to mention from some of the movies we've already discussed. Because there's a lot of meat on this bone. Let's try to keep it moving. Um, what else you got on there? Oh, dude, I got a ton. Fatal Attraction. I, the, I love Fatal Attraction. The movie that scared every man's dick for two weeks. As a young dude. And, and you know what? I think it affects me even to this day. Yeah. Seriously, like I... Yeah. No, it does. It, do- it definitely Nigga, me. that made every dude think twice about fucking around for two weeks. And then after two weeks, we went back to fucking around. Uh, <laughs> See, I don't think I did. 
I think it freaked me out because okay, first of all, this is this is something that you have people men have to come to terms with. Crazy fucks best. Yes, crazy pussy is the best pussy. Without a doubt. Yes. But it comes with all that other shit. Crazy shit. I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. That's my ex-wife. <laughs> I'm not going to be ignored, Aries. Um, she wasn't a bunny boiler, but the bitch was 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 off her rocker. Um, yeah, dude. I, you know, um, and I got to tell you, man, his wife, whoever the actress was that played Mike Douglas's real wife in the movie, that was a sexy broad to me. Yeah. That scene where she's sitting up getting ready to go out and she's got her panties and bra and she's putting whatever creams or whatever on her body. That was a sexy bitch. Um, and what I loved is the part where he finally tells her, honey, I know who did this. Yo, she was kind of cool with it all up until he goes, she's pregnant. When, she, when he said, yo, I fucked around on you, it was that lady, and she goes, do you love her? Which, of course, every woman asks, because if you love her, that's something different. She almost could excuse him fucking. Did you, do you love her? No. Okay. Whew. But she's pregnant. Nail in coffin. You put a seed in that bitch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. Dude. I don't know if it's the Jewish guy in me or what Uh-oh. it is, but every time I've ever been with a girl, right. that all that, all of that comes in my head. All the fatal attraction. All the fatal attraction, right? And then whatever else I imagined, making that story even bigger in my head, right? Yeah, I would have been. I, I I don't know. I I would. What would have freaked you out the most? Because there's three good freak out moments. Uh, you find out that the 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 bunny's been boiling in your house, uh, or you come home from work and there she is talking to your wife, pretending never have met you, or she slits her own wrist just before you leave. Dude, none of them are uh, none. But what would fuck you up the most? What would make your head spin the most? Think about it. I'm going to tell you. I know which it is. The bunny would freak me the fuck out. Like, yo, this bitch broke into my house and got a bunny boiling on my pot. That would freak me out. But the talking to my woman thing. That's the one that would. Okay. And I'm almost saying, I'm almost saying what you just said. All of them. When, I'm should, be, when I should be picking one. And I'm going to pick one. But I'm just telling you why it would fuck me up. I would have to go right there in there. I got to tell my wife right now with this bitch here because it'll show how crazy she is. Babe, this bitch fucked me. We fucked each other. I'd say fuck me because it makes me look innocent. Like I had, didn't have a choice. This bitch fucked me when we had an affair on you and now she's trying to pretend my girl going to be mad. But A, you told the truth. You did it in front of the broad, which shows, bitch, you ain't all that. Um, and it shows how crazy she is. I would, and, and your stomach, dog... You talk about bubble guts, whatever that feeling you got when in your that feeling between your gut and your butthole, when you knew the parents, when your teacher was calling your mother, that something in between your your gut and your asshole, there's a mixture going on where you could hear the doo doo boiling, nigga. That's what you have to feel when you see that bitch sitting in your living room talking to your lady. But to answer your question, you know how I am about blood. Bitch, you slit your own wrist. Fuck the fact that you got past one wrist. And whatever that pain was, you still had the guts to do the other one. And then the way she hugged him and the blood was on his face. Yo. Yo. The one where the one that would freak me out the most is, is, is if I went home and she was talking to my wife. Only because I knew then at that moment. Everything was on the table. She was willing to go do anything. Right. Killing yourself, that's... that's An just, attempt to kill yourself. It's just is, is to get that person to f- feel bad for you. If you're not going to do it, do it. Right. To, to, to pull them in deeper. That other one says, right. you're either with me or I'm fucking everything you have up. 
Right. That's why that one scares me the most. But right. This, the, but the scene when she comes out of the water and and the, the wife shoots her. Dude, is she not? Is that is that not a uh, the uh, Friday the Thirteenth? Is that not a Michael Myers? Yeah. Not a yeah. yeah. And did you know that that was an alternate ending? No. What was the, the first choice? Was it, that and they showed the scene. They actually shot the scene that was how it was supposed to end originally. Uh, Glenn Close is sitting on her bathroom floor. She takes a butcher knife and she slits her own throat. They tested it for the audience, for a movie audience. They hated it. They wanted something more heinous. So they came up with her popping out of the bathtub and the wife shooting her. It's crazy, man, the movie shit you find out. Dude, that one. That one. And how do you run a knife? How far do you run the knife from jawbone to jawbone? Before you go, this hurts. I'm not doing it. Hold on. I got OJ's number here. <laughs> Great timing. I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. Um, and listen, man, the fucking on the, on the sink with the water splashing and her taking the water out of her hand and rubbing it across his lips and across her own tit and nipple. That was erotic, man. Dude. The thing is, and this this is the thing that's still like this is I God, I, this is not trying to be mean to anybody. Right. Glenn Close has never been that hot. No. How did she look hot in that movie? It was the pussy, nigga. Nigga, pussy always looks different when it's in your face. Always. It, I think that movie has. I think that symbol symbolism, and I don't mean to be mean against Glenn Close. Right. It's just. Like you just said, it's the pussy. It's just like at any given moment, right? When you're getting it, anyone's hot. Yeah, you can, you you can rearrange that. Yeah, man. You can rearrange that Picasso painting to yeah, make all the lines man. straight. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do, baby. <laughs> um, dude, we are definitely gonna have to do another one of these. Matter of fact, we could even accomplish what you what you've been saying, which is next week. You know, let's just knock them out. And if, you know, we give them a double whammy. Yeah. Wednesday, third, because there's too much on we this. You can always fucking, add these to the second part of yeah, the week, too. This, this is, there's too much on this fucking plate here. Um, give me another one. What else you got? I got plenty. I'm just trying to pick a juicy one. Um, go to comedy this time. Go to comedy. Raising Arizona. Ah, oh, dude. You know, that's a movie that. That's a. T- there's, there's certain comedies. Holly Hunter is sexy in that to me. You know what? There's something okay, and maybe it's just me, right? But there's always something sexy about Holly Hunter. She is not a typical, what you a, a typical attractive woman like she mm-hmm. has. But there's something that's always there's always something a little something there with her, right? But Raising Arizona is a tough movie for me. Like I loved it. Oh, loved it. But you have to be really ready to watch it's it. It's an adventure yes, in comedy. It's yes, not just a comedy. Yes. It's an adventure in comedy. Yes. You have to be dedicated. Yes. That's why that's a great... You know when they talk about movies made not for video? Yes. That's a movie made for the movie screen. Because it's a comedy, but you have to really watch that movie. Dude, that chase scene when he goes to buy to steal the Pampers with a... Son, is that a pantyhose on your head? <laughs> Nigga, from the moment that... From that whole chase, Great. That that that's that's a piece of where they kind of trailblazed away comedically to go. You could do that. That that was fucking great. What, what is the directors? The the the, Farrell the Cohen brothers. brothers. The Cohen brothers. The Cohen brothers. And by far, Nick Cage's best work. Yeah. Nick yeah. Cage's best fucking work. Yeah. Well, no, I really liked him, and I and I don't think this makes eighties. Just to say it, the Valley the Rock, Girl. the Valley Valley oh. Girl. The Valley Girl. Valley Girl. I think that was. I never I, that that. I even heard of that. You never heard of Valley nah. Girl? Nah, oh, dude. You gotta watch Valley Girl. Nah, I never even heard of that. It suits his character at that time. And I'm gonna tell you right now because I haven't seen the movie in a long time, and I know if I, I really feel like I'm gonna get some emails on this one. Raising Arizona. I know I'm leaving out a ton of shit. Oh, a ton. I don't remember a lot but of. That's a lot because of, of that, that's what kind of movie that is. Because it's right. not a movie. It wasn't a movie about getting. Little jokes or little right. or little uh, little uh, just quotes. Right. That movie was a painting. That's right. what I'm saying. You had to watch the whole movie. You had to pay attention to it, and it's an adventure. And if you're not dedicated to watching that movie, if you watch that on video at home right. with a bunch of stuff going on around you, yeah, it's not a good movie. Right. 
you watch it where you can just focus on the movie. Yeah. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah, I got it. I the only thing I kind of remember so far, and John Goodman was in it, who was great. I don't even know, remember the name of the guy who played his partner who broke out of jail with him. That dude was good, but uh, the guy that kept wanting a uh, wife swap, and eventually uh, Nick Cage punched him in the face. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember, but I know there's some great comedic moments from that. I'm gonna watch that again. Um, that that's that's also the same dude. The, the Coen Brothers also did, didn't they do Barton Fink? Not sure. Do you know who Barton Fink no. is though? You don't know no. that one. It's John Goodman and uh, Tutorial. Tutorial. Really? Oh, it's a comedy. Well, it has to be. It's Coen Brothers. It's but it's a weird comedy. Right. Dude. Yeah, they do some weird shit. Dude, that movie is another adventure. Didn't they, didn't they do some sort of also weird comedy with George Clooney? Yeah, that was uh, the brothers were out there. Out yeah, there. they did, but they did also uh, Fargo. Yeah, Dude. yeah, they do. They do some some funky shit, man. They do real like when I, I guess you know what they're true comedians to me because right. they're taking shit that's not funny, right, and showing you. The funny in the reality. Yeah, I think they're going further than comics do. Right. Because we make it funny so it's palatable. Right. They show it to you in a way that you see how stupid and funny it is. Yes. Without even trying to put the joke in it. Um, shit, we got fucking two minutes. Um, I'm going to just throw this out there because for me it was nostalgic. They did a remake on it, which to me the remake couldn't touch the original. Uh, and I remember I, one of my first bits ever was based off this movie, RoboCop. Thank you for your cooperation. That was a big deal to me because uh, I don't know. I just I was really getting into going to movies. I was a little. I'm older than you. You were what? How old when that movie came out? In my teens, like eight. No, yeah. eight, no, no. A little, like in 10? my teens. In my teens. Oh, okay. oh, I could have been. Wait, wait. I was born in seventy five, eighty five. Might have been. Might have been ten, yeah. eleven, twelve, somewhere in there. I thought it was just a great. I mean, because it. It was it was ahead of its time. Yeah, it's cheesy now. It's cheesy when now when you look at it. But for then, it was on some. And Peter Weller was. Uh, yes, it was great in it. Yes, uh, the remake to me wasn't no, better. The remake wasn't good. Um, and I'm gonna tell you here's, here's here's why this movie. My first joke, one of my first jokes. I and a comedian stole this from me too. I, I'll tell you his name. I used to do a RoboCop bit of RoboCop fucking. And I used a Yamaha, the machine was called a Yamaha SPX something 90. And it was, it would, it would alter your, it would give you special effect sounds. So I used to do a bit and I would talk about Robocop fucking somebody in the ass. And I would turn around, I would put on the shades, and then my man off to the side would kick the, the sound. And I would do these robotic movements. And where his gun, would come out from his hip, my dick would come out like the gun. So I would do the and I'd be fucking and when I get done, I step back. Thank you for your cooperation. And the gun, my dick would twirl and go back in its holster. A comedian by the name of Will E, Wild E, Will E, stole that from me and did Robo DJ on the Apollo. And he would do the same moves. He would turn around throw his glasses on, real break dance, robotic-like moves. But then he would, of course, this is where he would do the switch up. He would do the needle on the record. And do all DJ shit. And when he finished, thank you for your cooperation. And this how I know this motherfucker was a hack and a not a real comic. It's all he did. That was it. That, that was it. He tried to do a whole set and show you his set. Other than the joke he stole from me. And, and back then, that joke was a monster. I would end on that and get standing ovations. The rest of his set was pure garbage. That's all he had. Did you ever say anything to him? I never even met the motherfucker. Who told you that he was Everybody. doing Everybody. Because he came up in the New Jersey, New York area. And, and, he did, and he did it on Apollo. And everybody was like, yo, nigga, Will E took your RoboCop shit. So... There, motherfucker. One joke don't make a comic, nigga. Show me your catalog. All right, listen, man. Wait, wait, wait. I got to give you homework. Okay. I want to give people homework because this is one of my, okay. this is probably my favorite movie from the 80s. Right. And no one knows this movie, even though there's this like little, there's, there's like a little following to it. Yeah. And I've, I think I've said this before on the podcast. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. You mentioned that. Right. And that's Peter Weller. 
And oh, no, you didn't mention that one, did you? I, no, I did. I meant not, not in this thing today, but I've told you. No, but no, on the podcast. Yeah, before. I have. Okay. And, and the people are in this movie. I'm just going to tell you who's in this movie. I'm yeah. telling you this because I really want you to see it, or I want uh, John Lithgow's in this movie, Ellen Barkin's in this movie, Jeff Goldblum's in this movie, Christopher Lloyd's in this movie, uh, Rosanna, Ca- Rose, Rose, Rosanna Cash is in this movie. I'm trying to get to the people. Uh, Robert Ito is in the movie. Uh, let's see. A ton of character actors that you're going to know once you see it. This movie, uh, it, it, to me, I don't know what it is about this movie, right. but I love this fucking movie. So I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna check that out, and I'm, I want to talk about it when we, when we do this when we go back to the '80s here. But uh, and I got so many more movies, dude. Can't find t- me. I, love was filmed in Tucson, where I was from. Right. So we'll get into this. I don't know why I fucking thought. We could squeeze this all in an hour. You can't do it. It's, it's you're putting too much dick no, into only a if we're gonna if we're just gonna say one or two things about it. Then we could, but yeah, but then that's not doing this it justice. Is what we grew, and this is what's funny. And I think this is going to show something about our age being a little bit different because, like, Roger Rabbit did something for you, but I was—I think I was a little too old to get it or right. something. I, I, but I shouldn't say that because there's people older than me that love the movie. Right. But we're going to see where some of these movies fall into this. Yeah, we can't stuff this much dick into a small condom. Uh, we got to find one that fits. Uh, so, yo, man, next week we are in Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. I'm going to be nervous. You know why? Huh. I'm going to do it. Oh, are you? I'm going to do it. Dude, that's a big move. I'm going to do my Martin Luther King assassination joke Dude, that's where a, he is from. That's a big move. If I don't do it, I'm not doing my job. Okay, Pandora, uh, YouTube, Dude, that hit the, really hard this last, last night on that late show. It hit harder on the first show. Did it? Yeah. I was really surprised how hard it yeah, hit. Yeah, it didn't really hit. It hit. No, it hit on the second show. But last night, that first show... Especially the part where I do the Bob Tom. Come here. Yeah, but even before that, they were on board. Which yeah. is, you get a good response, but never as big. And this felt big the whole way through. Yeah. And folks, uh, we also going to continue the magic. Uh, we've been promising you this, and finally, uh, I think we've getting it, we're getting it together. We're going to do a very special Thursday podcast about Rocky. All the Rocky movies, uh, and we're going to split it up. We're not. There's too many movies to do in one podcast. So for the next few Thursdays, we're going to be hitting you with Rocky movie podcasts, uh, and we're going to be in Philly. Um, so as a special homage to Philly, uh, we're going to give you Rocky. Hey, you Adrian. So if you're a diehard Rocky fan, fuck it. If you're a man, you know you got to tune into this. All right, y'all, that is that is kind of like part one of the movie, 80s movies podcast. We are going to continue this. We left so much goddamn meat on this bone. Yeah, it would be an injustice and a disservice to not mention, God, the fucking, what's my man's name? Did all, did all those teen movies that were important back then. The Breakfast Club, oh, uh, 16 Candles. Uh, the director. The yeah, he was a popular director back then. Yeah, because we, we haven't even touched any of his movies. None. Fuck. Okay. St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. That, that's not him though. That I did that one. I don't think. Really? No. But he did. Uh, he did Pretty in Pink. He did. Right. Uh, Breakfast Club. He did John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. Fuck. He Weird Science. Was he Weird Science? No, I don't think so. He did. He was. Oh no, he was. Uh, there's there's an interesting movie that I'll bring up that he did. Uh, that doesn't fit the genre that he he did before that. All he right. did Ferris Bueller though. Yes. Yes. And we didn't touch that. Exactly. That's the other one of okay. my least favorites. All right. We'll see y'all next week, man. Uh, from Atlanta, baby. Oh, andycomedy.com. All my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. We out. Bye. Pussy ass, nickel.